0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Kimberly Lucht. That's lucked like you lucked out by getting to listen to her today. She's a business coach who helps women make their first six figures doing what they love. She's degree trained in psychology. She previously directed and tripled the growth of a woman focused nonprofit. Now she's committed to helping female entrepreneurs have their first six figure year through in-person workshops, online programs, and one-on-one coaching. Kimberly has been featured in Money, Create and Cultivate, and the Select Seven. She currently lives in my old stomping grounds, New York City. Let's give it up for NYC. Uh, you can find her at KimberlyLucked.com. Let me spell the last name, L-U-C-H-T as in Thomas. L-U-C-H-T, as in Thomas. Kimberly, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you?
1: Yeah, hi Joseph, thanks for having me. And hello everyone listening. The only gap I can think of closing right now is I was actually also in Business Insider in December. That's
0: Well, excuse us, Kimberly, (laughs) Kimberly. that's awesome. Listen, congratulations. You know, so many times we don't get acknowledged for our successes, for the milestones we hit in business. Sometimes we just run to the mirror and self-congratulate ourselves because Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes we're not always surrounded by those people that want to see us win because they're not taking action in their own lives. Mm -hmm. So when they see us win, it makes them feel worse about their situation. And I don't know if that's the case with you, but I know that used to be the case with me. Mm -hmm. And the further I went, the more I had to shed people who weren't taking action in life. So Kimberly, well done. I just want to look you in the eye and acknowledge you for that. And just say, hey, it took something. It took something for you to show up a certain way for you to really work through uh, this past year, growing your business. I know you're tracking 100K uh, 2020, excited for you how close are we?
1: Pretty damn close. My goal is actually 250,000 for 2020. So yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Let's get right to it. Cause we're going to give startup yep. nation some context here. So oh, what yeah. did you do in the past 12 months gross revenue approximately?
1: About 50,000.
0: 50K. Mm-hmm. And now your goal in the next 12 months is 250K.
1: Yes. And I, I think it was a switch in the fall that did it.
0: A switch in what?
1: a switch in the fall
0: mhm in the oh oh in the season of the fall yes of
1: 2019 okay. <laughs> yeah got
0: it i was like how hard did you fall what was the thing <laughs> okay all right, so something happened in the fall. You made a switch in your business that is really going to accelerate your financial growth in your business for 50K. Because immediately when I hear an entrepreneur say, hey, we did 50K you know, in the past 12 months and now I'm gonna 5X that, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. like... Do you think that's a little delusional or like, right? And I'm not saying don't go for growth, but you want to be realistic. So what was the shift? And then we'll get into your story. What was that action you took? And you know what? I'm going to make startup nation wait for that. Startup nation wait. Keep listening. (laughs) We're going to get that shift.
1: Yes. (laughs) Did you see what I did? It was an intrigue
0: frame. Use that in your marketing Start. Oh, yeah. All right. So, Kimberly, let's get into your story. Take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: Very few people in my business world know that I shaved my head in 2015.
0: Yeah. Was this for a charity, for a good cause?
1: No. It was just like, oh, I don't need my hair. It was just... (laughs) It was just, I felt too attached to it. So let's just cut it all off. And yeah. So this
0: was a stage you went through, I'm guessing. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I'm definitely thinking about doing it again. I think it was really transformational for me. I know it's not for everybody, but I actually, I really loved not having to do much with my hair at all. And just watching it grow through the stages, it felt like a rebirth. So okay, I got to ask
0: you I got to yeah, ask you a yeah. personal question around that, okay? Um because some people are just a little out there. Yeah. Okay? And I'm one of them by the way and we do risky weird things that the rest of the world looks at and goes, "Why on earth would you do that?" For example, you shaved your head mm-hmm. for the experience of whatever you were going through. Yes, you got some benefits out of, hey, I didn't you didn't have to take care of all your hair maintenance and all that stuff. But there's also being, the, all those things you take on of being judged, being looked at, right? And, and really wrestling and being okay with um, the the looks and the glares of others. And and when you're able to rise above that or go through that, you come out as a stronger person, more confident, less concerned about other people's feelings, et cetera. And those are all transferable skills you can apply into your business. True or True. True. Okay, fantastic. And I did something crazy back in the day. And I dressed up just for a day um, as a homeless person. And I didn't shower for two weeks intentionally so that I could really be very ripe uh, around other people if you get my drift there. And I walked into places that I frequented. This was in New York, by the way, and I went into the bagel shop that I went into every morning, everybody knew me there. And I was dressed homeless with a full wig on and this, you know, karate pants and sandals and a sh- white shirt with a peace emblem on it. And nobody recognized me, nobody. And everybody was giving me dirty looks and judging me. And guys were in the corners, you know, making snickering marks, etc. And I was having the time of my life, Kimberly, because on the inside, nobody knew it was me. Mm-hmm. And there was such a power and freedom that came with it. So tell me, What did, what showed up for you in your experience of shaving your head that you actually brought into your business and what was the benefits?
1: I think as business owners, sometimes we can attach a lot of who we are by how much money we make or how many media features we have or how many clients we have. And as a woman, I definitely identified with my hair. And so what that taught me was, you know, no matter how much hair you have, no matter what you look like, no matter how much money you're making, you are still you. The essence of you is the same. And the energy that you project will always be that vibe and that person that you want to shine out into the world. So that I think definitely, there's something that Deepak Chopra talks about sometimes where it's object referral versus self-referral and object referral is more when you're looking to the outside for this external validation and approval and self-referral is like, no, you have that inside. And no matter what happens, and no matter who you, you know, become over the course of your lifetime, that the, the integrity and the fulfillment always comes from within. Mm. So shaving my head, it's obviously an extreme length to go through for a lot of um, women. It's also something that just like drove it home for me of like, whoa, I'm still me, you know? I still mm. carry these qualities, I'm the same person, I just look a little different on the outside.
0: I really, really like the meaning that you're giving this because I think Startup Nation, like we struggle with this. We put our identity in our income, especially us men. This is what we do. And when our income shifts or changes or we lose our job or our career moves, guess what? We don't know what the bleep to do because we feel like we died. We lost ourselves, And what Kimberly's saying is, hey, you know, part of her identity was in her hair. Right. And as women, you know, it's vanity. Like that's a, that's a real thing. Let's be honest about it. And for her to just let go and be set free from these external uh, meanings and attachments and just say, hey, I'm still me on the inside. And as things change around me, that doesn't change who I am. Kimberly, that's brilliant. Really, really well done. Love it. All right. Let's get into some business stuff here, girl. Let's do it. First off, uh, when did you start this business um, that you're doing and what are you up to? What's your business? What are you doing? Come on.
1: Yeah. I officially started July 11th. So 7-11 in 2018. I spent the year before essentially navigating the entrepreneurial space and finding out what it is I wanted to do. And so from July 11th to 2000, uh, July 11, 2018 to about that time, 2019, I discovered that the clients that I had, the ones that I really enjoyed working with were the ones who were starting a business or wanted to start something that would get them money on the side. And that's when I shifted directions to business coaching. It's also when I decided, no, the value of my work is way more than I was charging at the time. And I, again, What What did
0: you start out charging? What was the amount?
1: I was charging 150 a month because I felt like I wasn't good enough, like, right? You're just starting out. Ah! Even though I had already grown a business beforehand, I, yeah, and I think a lot of women do this. Oh, I'll coach for free, which I never did, and I highly do not recommend, um, and even like charging anything in the three figures per month is just so low. And if you are a coach or if you want to become a coach, know that you've probably been coaching your entire life. You've probably been doing this for decades. And so it's really important to value all of the, all of the work, even if it was in a friend setting or casual setting, value all of the time that you've already put into the craft. Because the reason that you want to become a coach is because you've seen you and another person, whether it's a friend or a family member, get results quickly and effectively with your like, wisdom, expertise, et cetera.
0: Got it. So mm-hmm. I, I think like, this is such a, a very common struggle. And when we start out, and I went through it with my spiritual coaching business, and I just started this less than a year ago, right? are uh, coming up on a year and uh, like, I didn't have, I didn't earn my stripes yet in the coaching space. Yet I and when I say coaching space, I mean spiritual coaching space, right? I have been business coaching for years, right? I they bring me into the, the colleges here in Tampa and and I'd give lectures and teach people how to start businesses, all the college students and stuff. And I would coach people. Then I ran to co-working spaces, right? So I'm coaching hundreds of people on, hey, if you tweak this you'll get this result. And they did. And then they got the result, right? So there was all that going on. But with spiritual coaching, it was such a a different niche. I felt insecure. I felt not good enough. I felt I wasn't worth that amount of money yet. Mm. And I needed to earn it. I needed to earn my stripes and I needed to get the bugs out in my own coaching process that I didn't even have yet. I didn't have a process. I had insight. I had uh, intuition. So if you and I spoke one-on-one, I could give you really good advice one-on-one, but there was no structured process that I take people through. And I think most coaches start there. How did you wrestle with that and still justify charging a price without even having a structured process to take Mm. clients through? Is that a clear question?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And- I think it also helped to shed a little bit of light of the work that I was doing beforehand too, because I was the director of an amazing organization that fused dance and service. And part of the work was bringing down, I was living in Panama at the time, we did these international dance exchanges with women who were pre-professional dancers in the States. And so they would come down and they were usually college age, 20s, you know, kind of trying to figure things out. I remember being their, you know, essentially mentor throughout the entire experience, of like, oh, well, what would feel good to you? What, what would be the dream after you graduate, et cetera? And, like, I think I was a makeshift career coach those three years that I was there, and I felt like, no, I've already been doing this work for forever. And I will say this, the validation, and again, going back to, like, the, you know, you need this to prove that or permission to do this. If you feel it deep in your bones that you have a gift to share and that you need to share in a bigger way, really really focus on how you're going to change somebody's life versus, oh, I need to do this first. If someone was in front of you and they were like, "Oh, You know, let's say they're choking or something like that. And you're like, oh my God, this person's choking. I need to get CPR, you know, first aid training first before I help them. No, you're going to use your instincts, right? You're going to use your instincts and intuition. Okay, let's get that. Let's dislodge this. Let's let's help you now. I think that's my MO. Is like, how can I help my clients now with what I know and the experience that I have? And if your listeners feel a little better getting certified, which I do highly recommend, I did not start out certified, I'm certified now. Uh, but if you feel better getting certified, okay, then get certified and charge what you're worth, right? All of the back and forth of like, what's fair? What's what's the industry standard? No, charge what feels good to you. If it feels good in your body and it can feel good and feel scary at the same time, but if it genuinely just feels good deep in your bones, please, for the love of God, just charge that. Like, <laughs> no more back and forth. Like, listen to your body.
0: Mm. That's a very powerful, powerful uh, insight there. And I really like what you said is that startup nation kimberly saying to you that you don't need to have all these professional certifications and qualifications and degrees or anything like that you really just need to have a good heart and some life experience and and really want to serve people well and pay attention to them and what's going on in them listen to them and when they're choking in their life <laughs> most most people are choking in their life on something Um, you don't need to go do the CPR training. Actually, that would be illogical for you to leave their presence, leave their side to go get certified. By the time you get back, they'll be dead just to get real (laughs) about what's real, okay? That's, That's what she's saying. Rather, just do what your gut already knows. Do what your heart already knows. Love on people. Serve them with what you can. Start there. Charge a fair price for that. And I'm going to add, then really, really master your craft, master your craft. And as you see yourself getting better and the way you know, you're getting better, your clients are getting better results. That's the indicator. Okay. It's not about you. It's not about I, it's about your clients. And if your clients are getting consistently getting better and better results, then your price should consistently go up and up and up to match that increase. If you're putting increase into the world, the world should be bringing increase back to you. Right, Kimberly? Yes. All right, Kimberly, let's get into, I want your three steps, uh, your top three tips or strategies that you specifically used to uh, start tracking to 100K and then, then you're going to give us the bonus. I want to know that shift you did uh, that's going to take you from 50K to 250K in the next 12 months. Are you clear on the question?
1: Yes. All right,
0: make them practical and tangible. What action steps does startup nation need to do in their business starting this week? What are those top three tips?
1: Charge a premium. Number one, charge a premium. And a premium for me usually means something like a four-figure offer. Usually I would get clients to think about how it can be on a monthly basis. So let's say you're starting out as a coach. I usually tell my clients start out at a thousand a month. And then like you're saying, when you get your clients, the results that they want, then go up to what feels good to you and whatever, so on and so forth.
0: So, so why do you, why are you saying a thousand a month is the baseline to start at?
1: Only if you're like, Oh my God, I, I would, I would want to charge 500 a month, or I would want to coach for free. That's like, just for people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine saying that out loud, which a lot of my clients, you know, they see this 100,000, their first 100,000 year, they see that and then they get choked up when they think about offering a $1,000 a month package. So that's baseline if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, and again, if you have the experience, if you have your certifications, you have your qualifications, please just the number that feels good to you, have a premium package, or you know whatever service you're offering, usually that'll be for some VIP experience or one-on-one experience. Charge a premium. Number one, I would say number two, find out where your clients are, what podcasts they're listening to, what media outlets they love, where they're hanging out in real life. Um, and all
0: right, I'm gonna push back on this one. All right, because yeah. This one I get a lot. I know yeah. you. I hate doing it yeah, yeah, doing it. I don't like researching, I don't like doing all that stuff, and I know I'm not alone in this. right. I know and- many of my listeners right now are like, "Yes, yes, Joseph, say it, say it. Like find your clients, okay, I'm not going to go and look at blog forums and and all this stuff on Facebook. I'm just not. So how do I do it?
1: Well, the only research I really do is looking at where I like to get my content. Cause a lot of the people that I coach are very similar to me. They're going to be listening to women focused business podcasts. They're going to be, you know, on sites like create and cultivate. They're going to be in like around the city in New York, meetup groups for business women. So the things that I would naturally be attracted to and inclined to like participate in, that's usually where my ICA is. I will say if that's not the case for you, if your ICA is different from somebody like you, then of course, like, I say, you know, skip the forums and skip all the, I don't like research either. (laughs) It's like just a little more, you know, I, I say talk, find that one person, just find one person. You're like, oh my gosh, you would be the ideal dream client for me. And then just like, talk to them. It's like, what, what results do you most want? That's the one question I think that'll help you really pinpoint in your copy and on your website. Like what it is that they actually care about. And whether that's like spiritual coaching or business coaching, that'll really come through by just like having conversations. And maybe even it just takes one conversation with an ideal client.
0: Mm, I get that, right? And, and Startup Nation, my first spiritual coaching client, I'm reminded, Kimberly's reminding me, uh, it was a men's conference, um, a Christian men's conference. And I ran into this old buddy of mine. I was like, hey, what's up? We got chatting. And I was like, so what's going on? Like, where are you stuck or whatever? I forgot how the conversation went and he shared something and I was like, oh, well, here's why. And he was like, what? That's why I'm stuck. I'm like, yeah. I was like, by the way, you know, you want to jump on a spiritual clarity call and talk more about that? And he was like, okay. And that was my first client. Mm, Like just met him where where he was, but I went and found him, not intentionally. I was going to a thing I was interested in and it turns out other people like me were there. Mm -hmm. So great advice, Kimberly. What's your number three?
1: Number three is become the authority. Become the expert. I stepped into this niche not really seeing somebody feeling it for business women. I know you're doing such a great job with the podcast. I love your past episodes. I think they're fantastic. And I also don't see that in a female version right now, I know there are, you know, people doing this work, I just, I found the path to six figures to at first be elusive, and I think it's so important to have, you know, uh, somebody there guiding you along the way, so that's me, like, that's what I want to become an expert and authority in, I say for your listeners, whatever you want to be known for, like, really focus everything around that, and it can be a really, like, Slim slice of whatever it is that you're in. Like for me, it's I'm a business coach, but this is my like slim slice of the business coaching pie. The more specific you can get, the better. That way, like people can really be like, oh, you want to make your first six figures? Go to Kimberly. Or, oh my gosh, you feel like you're bottlenecked in your business and you want to be more in tune with your home and spiritual life and family life? Go to Joseph. Like you're the first person that pops in their head. And when that happens, like you become the go to. Like, it's not even a question. You get referrals just because you're known for that one thing. Um, And I know a lot of, like me, for example, this used to be me where I'm like, oh, I want to do all the things and blah, blah, blah. When you really do think about the one thing that will energize you the most, and for me, that's like getting women to their first six figures, then it becomes really clear what slice of whatever industry pie you're going to be taking.
0: Mm. I I think this is the most powerful of the three uh, strategies and and tips here, Startup Nation, that Kimberly's dropping some wisdom explosions on your head and hopefully you're paying attention. But, you know, to become the authority or the expert in your niche, you first have to claim it and it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel different. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it. It's just different. You haven't done it before. But in order to realize that and create that in the world that you are that expert, you actually have to speak it into existence for all you law of attraction people out there. But you have to manifest it and speak it into existence. And I remember when I first started the spiritual coaching business Uh, some of my coaches were asking me so what's the end goal look like what's the vision and I said you know I want to be the spiritual coach to the stars to all the celebrities like in Hollywood that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be their spiritual coach and and because so many of them are lost they get all this success all this money and they are the most miserable people on the planet and they're suicidal I mean Robin Williams what a brilliant talent And he Mm -hmm. took his own life because he was so sad and hopeless on the inside. That would have been a a, a potential client for me, right? So I I really claimed that. Am I there yet in one year? No. It looks like work, Startup Nation. I'm putting in the work. But I could tell you this. I'm already working with and and had on my guest Tim Story, who's pastor to the stars in Hollywood, right? And we're already kind of looking at some collaborations here. I'm one degree away. Like one degree of separation away. Why? Because I claimed it a year ago. Mm -hmm. What is yours, Startup Nation? What do you want to be the authority in? What are you going to claim for yourself and manifest in the world? It should be a very clear statement. Like for for Kimberly, she's saying, hey, I want to be um, the business coach that helps women make their first 100K. A.K.A. I want to be the female version of Joseph Warren.
1: That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. Okay?
0: I'm just playing, right? We're having fun here. <laughs> All right. So you get the point, Startup Nation. Go do that now. Write it down as you're recording this. Play back this episode. Listen to what Kimberly's saying. There is so much wisdom in this. Kimberly, stop holding back, girl. Like, what was the thing you shifted? Seriously, we've waited long enough. What was the thing you shifted back in the fall of last year that is going to propel you to 250 K and five X your business.
1: It's a combination of number one, which is charge a premium. And this bonus advice, which is make consistent offers. I know if you're a coach, like free sessions, free meetups, free webinars can be really, really valuable. Find a way and find a platform where you can make consistent offers. My um, goal for 2020 is making five scary slash uh, out of my comfort zone offers a month. (laughs) How are you doing
0: it? What does that look like specifically?
1: I actually already completed my first five for January. So I did my first live event. I know, woo, yeah, did my first live event fast action offer on a, a full day live event happening here in New York City. A, I did my first client-only offer because I hadn't done that before. I did uh, an offer for a group of like a community of about two thousand spiritual women because uh, I was like, like, I know, yeah, yeah, let's right
0: referral business woman. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I got some
0: kickbacks for you. Uh,
1: of course, I do also a free webinar every month, so I always make an offer on that, and this one was um, different a different offer than anything I've ever done, and that was exciting. And then I emailed a dream client who I'm really excited to work with about an offer just for her. So whatever way you can like, make offers continuously, not just in a way that you've always done it, but something different. I know um, one of my mentors, uh, Christian Michelson, last year started a 250,000 mastermind and he was having some stuff about it. And like, that's going to happen sometimes when you're up loving up leveling yourself because it's not really about what everyone else is doing. It's about what you're doing and how you're getting better every year and every day. I, you know, likewise think it's just so important to think about, Oh, you know, what offers had I, have I made in the past, which ones have felt really good and then take, those offers and just up level them a little bit. And if you go up from, like, you know, oh, my clients are paying X amount, let's put them in a mastermind, which is something that I'm definitely doing in March, then that's what it's gonna take, right? And it's constantly like expanding your capacity for the way you make offers how much you you know offer it for like that is going to help you continue to grow as a business owner.
0: Okay, um, so I just want to clarify something, right? Because I'm guessing some some of startup nation it could be a little confused right now cuz I'm a little confused right now. So when you say make consistent offers, are you saying go out and ask people consistently, so ask 5 people a month for is the the amount of invitations you need in order to do the numbers you want in your business? Or are you saying come up with five different products or services or packages or bundles and then go and offer them? Which, which is it, could you break that down?
1: Yes, and so I look at the five different offers of being for five different communities. So the live event offer was for, I have boss bitch meetups here in the city. Every month, I know, you're like, yes, that's so good. That's <laughs> so
0: not spiritual.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny too, I laugh because it's like boss bitch and boss witch because I have like this whole like witchy side to me. <laughs> so it's, but yeah, boss bitch meetups, they're amazing women. And because I felt like the community needed to be, you know, a little, yeah, let's have a full day of this versus just an hour, I offered that live event to that community. My webinar people are people that are on my email list and might not be in New York City. And so offering something for that community. Uh, They're different offers, but they're very much in the same line. Like for the webinar, I did an offer for Boss Book Club, which is more of like a get together online every other month to discuss like books. Like our last one was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. And the next one is about boundaries. And then next one after that is about, probably going to be like, you know, Badass and Making Money by Jen Senchero. So it depends, of course, on like who you're offering to. But I think everybody has at least like three-ish communities, whether they're on email or Instagram or in real life that they can make offers to. And so Yes. You can email people individually. And that, of course, I did that as well It's emailing a dream client, but that does not have to be the grand scope of your offers. Um, All right.
0: So I think that that was an important distinction to make is to make consistent offers to multiple communities.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. That's a little more clear. And I, I think it's powerful because you're diversifying your reach. Right. Uh, right? So you're tapping into this community over there with a, a offer that speaks to that community, which may be different how you got to articulate it to this community over here mm-hmm. for whatever struggles they're going through. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Okay. Got it. I think we're clear on that. All right. Fantastic. So we got it here. Um, and we got to wrap up the show because we obviously had that much fun. Time flew by. Woo-hoo. So Kimberly, <laughs> we're speaking with Kimberly Luckt. If you want good luck in your life, uh, go to KimberlyLucked.com. That's L-U-C-H-T.com. And Kimberly, uh, we're about to head into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick-fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your th- favorite thing about being an entrepreneur?
1: Freedom! Freedom. <laughs> yeah!
0: Very brave heart. Okay, what's your least favorite thing?
1: Oh, maybe feeling a little isolated from you know the outside world.
0: You know that's one of the best answers I ever got for that question because it's uh, so real. It's lonely mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why you have yeah. to be
0: intentional, Startup Nation, to surround yourself by other people at your level and higher, not below your level. Okay. What are you most afraid of? Be real.
1: Losing a family member or a friend. Yeah. Mm,
0: Got that. I just saw your heart come out. What did you spend way too much time doing in your uh, first year in this business?
1: Thinking about what to do instead of doing the damn thing.
0: (laughs) Preach, girl. (laughs) Preach. Startup Nation, are you pretending that you're taking action? Are you pretending that you're growing your business so that you don't actually have to? Did you hear the, the deafening silence there? <laughs> so many of us are like, oh, Joseph, don't get real. Don't get real about what's real. I wanna keep pretending and walking around with my mask on, everybody else is doing it, yeah. But don't you wanna win? Do something different, take off the mask. Trust me on that. What secret fear do you have about people?
1: Oh, that they don't like me. That's, yeah, common like me fear. Yeah.
0: Got that. And Kimberly get as real as real can get here, girl. Okay. We all struggle with something. I truly believe that we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. You believe that? Yes. Okay. What are you struggling with right now? Personally?
1: Consistency in action like not just having an amazing productive day one day of the week and then the next day is like uh, and then the next day woo and the, you know having it be consistent flow of awesome productive feeling good about like what i've done in the day right i i kind of tend to go up and down with that but i think it can become really streamlined this year
0: Okay. Got it. I think you can improve it. I'm gonna push back on that. The entire universe is designed with an ebb and flow. So unless you're going to break all the laws of the universe, you're still going to have ebb and flows. The key is for you not to have a breakdown on the inside when you're having a rough day
1: mm-hmm.
0: to maintain your peace and still show up and do the consistent actions, get through that day until the next win. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Thank you for letting me speak to that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business?
1: That I could charge a premium. Amen. Even if, I, even if I was just starting out.
0: I get that. What's a new habit you want to form?
1: The five offers a month is, that's a new habit. And so you really in, want to
0: cement that.
1: Yes. Cement that for 2020.
0: Got that. What's a bad habit you want to break?
1: what. Well, Spending the first few minutes of the morning on my phone, I need to get one of those alarm clocks that are real.
0: <laughs> such a rookie, such a rookie move. God nation, do not listen to Kimberly's example on that. Yeah, okay? no, don't, don't do it. Don't start your day with the noise <laughs> of the world. Mm. Rather, if you want a really good life, get quiet and be still with your creator that's Mm -hmm. what i believe it will change everything and you'll be intentional for the rest of your day rather than reactive
1: right get get an actual alarm clock yes doing that today (laughs) joseph doing it today all
0: right all right i know that's so like old school it is
1: but i love i love i I even found one that has like nature sounds and i'm like oh i could wake up to i have that yeah and birds chirping—it sounds mm-hmm. glorious. So that's what so I'm
0: glorious. All <laughs> right, uh, what? Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Brave, uh, confident, badass.
0: Pick three words to describe who you were before you started this business.
1: Tentative, unclear, and hopeful. I'll say hopeful.
0: Okay. Got it. And last question, Kimberly, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about life, about everything, about eternity, what would you say to them?
1: I would say, do whatever you are born to do and don't let anything get in your way.
0: I'm so in agreement with you on that. You're my first guest that ever took that long of a pause to think about what she wanted to say on that answer. I really acknowledge you for that. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100 K in the next 12 months?
1: I believe in you and you can do this.
0: (laughs) Startup nation Kimberly believes in you and you can do this. That's enough. Go for it. Take the step, take the action. All right, Kimberly, you have an offer for Startup Nation. What you got?
1: Yeah. If you want your first six figures in twenty twenty, I'm offering just Joseph's listener as a free session. So go to ww.kimberlyeluft.com slash free session and you can apply there.
0: And that's not for the dudes. That's just for the women, right? Just that's for your the niche? women.
1: Just for the women.
0: You know, it's such a woman's world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kimberly, thanks for being on your first 100 first 100k. Let me do that in English people. See, you don't have to be perfect in your business to be successful. Look at me. I'm a broken <laughs> Catholic. Look at
1: that. Kimberly,
0: I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, girl.
1: Yeah, Ditto. Thank you, Joseph.
0: Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you
1: right back here next week.